I'll do us our intro and then we'll dive on in. Like every time? Well, I don't. Thank you for the warning. (laughs) (laughs) I could say it differently. I could say, shut the hell up because I'm about to do this. everybody and welcome to the Windy City Wingers podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Fire, Chicago Red Stars, and a trip around the world for a soccer update from all over the globe. My name is Alex. I'm joined as always by Brad and Dave. Boys, how we doing? Brady, I'm bringing it back. You're Brad. Yeah, I've got a slight headache. It's going to be sassy today. Ooh. Don't even talk to me, Herman. <laughs> <laughs> wow. A lot of hate. A lot of hate. This is now no longer a safe space. Ah. Quick shout out to Ian. Thank you for being the wonderful producer for our fine, fine podcast. Thank you to Jen for all your help helping us run our social media accounts. Ooh, I too, along with you two, have, it's not hatred, uh, have a short fuse, I would say, today as I did not get to play golf this weekend, which is really the only form of medicine that works anymore for me. I tried, Brady was part of that group, my dad as well, who was in town, forecast said thunderstorms, thunderstorms, thunderstorms all day Saturday. So I canceled and it was fine Mm -hmm. all day until dinner. Kind of (laughs) nice. Gorgeous. I'm not gonna be able to get over this until I play next time. And I can't do that this coming weekend. Oh, man. So I just, yeah, it's going to be bad. Salty, (laughs) salty Alex. (laughs) I've never trusted the weathermen, but I really hate them at this time. I don't mm, don't know. Weathermen. However, we did get some, I don't know, it's kind of fun every year. The NFL draft took place this past week. I don't like to watch much of it because it's all available the next day or like an hour after it's done on the internet. Or right before, if you're watching on TV, just follow Twitter and you're just spoil everything. And that's true. That's true. I thought both the Vikings and the Bears had meh drafts, like nothing super exciting. Uh, The Vikings still love to trade back and arguably did not do it very well. Uh, gaining value this time. And uh, the Bears are without a first-round pick for a while yet. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Which, you know, that doesn't mean you're not going to get any good players from the draft, because I'm sure they did, but that's the one that everybody freaks out about, is who's going first round. It definitely ruins that first day. It does. Yes, it does. Yeah. But hey, at least you have... At least you have Khalil Mack, right? Oh. Uh, (laughs) I did. No, like, what was that for? <laughs> Sorry. Ah, Sorry. He's not even, he's not even good anymore, right? <laughs> nice. Just tell yourself that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. It did get me excited and ready for the season, but that's why they have it at this point. Exactly. Because the excitement has come down, and then I go, oh, that's right. Uh, but you have to wait till September, so... 
Yeah. It's fine. You've got spring football. You could watch that. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't want to watch that at all. I've avoided really it don't. so far as well. <laughs> also, this draft was the least informed I've been in a long time about a draft. Yeah. I just was not Same. all yeah. that interested. Yep. That was kind of the consensus is there's definitely good players in there, but overall people were not super interested there. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Let's dive into the soccer, though. Starting off with good news, Chicago Red Stars. This past Saturday, April 30th, played their first game of the season against Racing Louisville. Came away with the victory. Heck Two yeah. to one. This is the only correct way to start the season off with a win. At home. Yeah, it was a nice one. Also, this is why we bumped them to the top spot. They win games. Yeah. And we yeah, they do. start a podcast off with energy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm going to go into our lineup just to... This is our first one, and we're obviously doing this 3-4-3. So just going to go into that. Nair and Goal, you know, our mainstay, she's back. Uh, Our back three are Kowalski, Kayla Sharples in the middle, and Tata Malazzo out left. So we have a very young back line, but so far it's been very good. Then our two holding midfielders are Zoe Morse and Danielle Colaprico. Out wide, our wingbacks are Bianca Rose St. George's. And Aaron Wright. And then our three like attackers are Vanessa DiBernardo, Ella Stevens, and Sarah Griffith playing the nine. So it's a really nice formation. We had control of a lot of this game and were dangerous and counterattacking situations, but also created danger on the ball. So it was good stuff. Good to see. Um, we got the lead early and then we're kind of defending for our lives a little bit towards the end. And we did seem susceptible to crosses and set pieces, which I think is why Louisville has been relatively successful against us is because that's one of their strengths. So maybe it's just Hmm. strength versus weakness, but who's to say, I am excited about Bianca St. George's. She scored a goal. This is a right wing back. And we were kind of questioning where our goal is going to come from out there. And she scores immediately shutting me up. Excellent Mm -hmm. job. Keep that up. Gotta love it. Absolutely. Coming up next, we're going to give you the next two games in the schedule for the Red Stars because, and we'll touch on this again as a reminder later, we will not have an episode coming out next week. So sad. We had some scheduling conflicts come up. Unfortunately, no release next week. So this coming weekend, the Red Stars play the Washington Spirit, May 7th at 7 p.m. Moving over to the fire. Let's start things off with some exciting news regarding new players, and then we'll get into the game that happened. Brady, tell us. Tell us of Iro. Uh, yeah, so we've got Jairo Torres coming. He scored on Saturday, uh, which is cool, right. and then arrives tomorrow. So that's pretty yeah. exciting. It's a pretty exciting week for him. I tomorrow being play. Tuesday? Indeed. So, yeah, not podcast tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow as in when we record tomorrow, which is very confusing. And I love it. Uh, He's coming yes. Tuesday, May 3rd. Thank you. Thank you. See, this is your job. heard us talking crap because. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's an avid listener, um, often mailbagger. So it's good. Uh, I doubt he'll play <laughs> against Atlanta away. I think one, wow. he's playing a totally different position, totally different system. Yeah. So we'll have to get used to that. Um, 
And also they're, they they want to save him for the home game. They want to save him for FC Cincinnati, May 14th. And we'll be able to talk about that. I, and I would go as far to say that I don't expect him to start. Do you like, I would think he'd be coming off the bench, but maybe they'll surprise us and throw him out there. I, he's I, a big would, enough name. He, they already have like a, a thing out there, a presser out there about him playing on that day. He might start. Wow. Crazy. That's cool. That's I'm pretty aggressive. I feel, but okay. It, he, it is aggressive. And I will say this, he is not our savior. He is not going to come mm-hmm. in here and score 15 goals. Uh, he only has two goals since February. And that includes this one on Saturday. So it's not like he's prolific, but he is a different type of piece. It's like we had uh, have another chess piece in our bag that we just simply don't have right now. And also, mm. he's one for the future. Like, we have him for a few years. I've, we're trying to make money off of selling him, or we keep him for a long time, and he's just a standout for a long time. Um, so that's part of the logic. Okay. There's one more addition that is just coming over the airways right now. It sounds like Chris Mueller, after leaving the MLS from Orlando to go play in Scotland, is coming back to the MLS to the fire. And he is another winger. And I would argue a more ready-to-go fit than Hiro. Um, Very different players. But Chris Mueller has U.S. national team experience. Uh, He's also really fast, very technical, and has scored goals in the MLS before. So this is a big deal if, in fact, it is coming. Uh, it's got a couple sources verifying it. Paul Tenorio is a huge deal in uh, Fire Press. Um, so, yeah, so it sounds like he's here, um, which is really cool and apparently could play on the weekend, which we kind of need. We are losing wingers rapidly. Yeah, that's for cool. sure. So love to see the addition. Love to see a much-anticipated arrival as the fire kind of need a spark to regenerate them mm-hmm. right now. A couple wins in the beginning of the season, hot start. They've burnt out a little bit, uh, as is shown in the lost New York Red Bull two to one over this past weekend. Brady, I know you were there. Uh, did the weather match the mood or were people excited at the game? What I got there. So what was fascinating, because yes, it was supposed to rainstorm, thunderstorm all day on Saturday, and then it really didn't. And I kept checking the weather, like, is this actually coming? And (laughs) it just kept moving towards when I was traveling, which I was like, okay, that's fine. If we get this game in, I'm not going to really care about that. And even when I was traveling to the game, it wasn't downpouring. It was like, once I got into the stadium, it was like 80 Mm -hmm. degrees. It felt really nice. And then it started like gushing down. but people were pumped at that point. Uh, people were okay. excited about the Shakiri jersey, which I have yes. over here. Yeah. It looked pretty fresh. Yeah. That's the, the bag it came in for the listener. Great. Thank Yeah. I'm sure they appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's basketball jersey style. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. They had like okay. the... Like somebody from like the Bulls organization there, right? Some kind of okay. they had a representative. Guys. They had a representative from each Chicago professional sports organization. Mm. It was Very Chicago cool. Sports Day, so there were several mascots there. There were cool. teams up in the booths, um, which you know, of Very course, cool. we've hung out in and we're on the same level yeah. as professional athletes. So you know, no big deal. 
Um, so yeah, <laughs> all of that was to say people were pumped before the game. People are really excited about Shakiri still. That hasn't gone away. And the fact that they were giving out a jersey, people were fighting over them, which was not actually like peacefully, you know. Yes. <laughs> people were excited about them. And so that cool. was cool. Um, and then I hung out in the Midway Club for the first time, which is a season ticket holder exclusive spot. And hey. it was awesome. It was just TVs everywhere, really long, big space. Um, and then like tables around so you could sit down or stand at a table, stuff like that. And that was nice. Cool. Um, yeah. So really like that. Dave, you'll have to check it out next time you're there. I do. Absolutely do. It looks really cool. The pictures you sent look dope. I'm down to check it out next time I'm there. Look at you two, part of an exclusive club, moving up in the world. So cool. <laughs> well done, boys. Now, uh, we touched base on the game, was the loss for the fire. Uh, and you mentioned, Brady, that there uh, rain did happen. There was a rain delay. Um, what, what did you see... In, in terms of, uh, did that change field conditions? And when when was the rain delay? Was that uh, a half longer halftime? Yeah, yeah. It's like so, right before halftime. Yeah, which was, was like which is so really strange. awkward. Yeah, so strange. <laughs> he should have just blown for halftime. But yeah, so pretty much no rain um, during the first half, and then uh, it started coming down. And instead of the ref blowing halftime. He was like, nope, we're good. we need to, everyone to get off the field. I think there was lightning in the area because they got the fans yeah. out too, but that mm-hmm. didn't take much convincing. It was coming down. Um, okay. So, yeah, so it was right before half. I hung out in Midway Club again, so I was nice and dry. It was great. Um, <laughs> and, uh, another shout out to Tom and get your brother to follow the podcast. Okay, thanks. Uh, <laughs> but the... It did slow halftime. So halftime was much longer than it would have been. And then when we came back out, the field was absolutely waterlogged. You could see the standing water in places and it absolutely affected the game where you could see people dribbling, dribbling, dribbling and the ball stops or like a pass, like perfectly Mm -hmm. weighted pass and then just drops right into a puddle. Um, And that really helped the Red Bulls because they're, they want a bad bounce. They want a misread pass because they're just going to launch the other direction. Uh, and the fire went into the half one nil up. So it, it did affect everything. No excuses. Uh, it just, that is part of the reality of the game. Well, unfortunate that the rain delay favored or the wet field favored um, New York there. Uh, the other big point of, I don't know if contention is the right word, but uh, the referees played a large part in this game. Um, And I'm sure the, the fans let them know uh, how they felt uh, for some of these calls, but um, specifically speaking to the Duran uh, two yellows and then the Chihos red card. um, What, what were your takeaways Brady from being there and seeing it live? The, Chihos one, I thought the first yellow, I thought was harsh. Uh, and then the second yellow, because it was obviously a slide tackle that he missed. Those are getting yellow cards these days. So yeah. that was, he was obviously gone. He realized it and like pounded the ground. So he could yeah, tell he, he was getting one. I just thought the first one, hmm. if I'm a ref, I understand that any sliding challenge, you add yeah. like 10 yards to that slide. 
And yeah. maybe that was the ref's point of, no, we're not, you can't slide today. It's too dangerous. And that's something, mm. it's a decision that refs make. But he started the game not really calling fouls mm-hmm. and then gave out really soft yellows. And that is a very bad combination. It, it was unfortunate with that first yellow, but Chios being like the veteran and the captain of the team, I kind of questioned like he knows better than to go to the ground there. And like, I think he, he was very to, yeah. frustrated about the goal that was given up previously. You could yeah. tell the whole team was irritated and he didn't handle it the way I would have expected him to not saying that he won't in the future, but I think you do an hour long rain delay and then you're just exhausted and the field's yeah. terrible because it's soldier field, like love the stadium, love the history of it, but it's not a great field. Um, you know, it, I could definitely tell that he was not thrilled. <laughs> For me, when you sit at halftime, you start to, your emotions sort of bundle. They sort of like just stay in you because you get so hyped to start a game. And then you know, once you, there's a delay, okay, I've got to keep this in or you've got to find some way to exercise mm-hmm. it and then get it back up again. And then you kind of have to know how long is this delay in order to make that decision and I think it definitely weighed into, I'm definitely going for this challenge. I'm going to get the ball. Oops, I'm already on a yellow. <laughs> Shouldn't have done that. Uh, yeah. We should definitely talk about the Duran second yellow, though, because it yeah. was barely a foul, let alone right. a yellow card. And it's that's that happened before the Chihos one. And Chihos was recovering and trying to get back and cover multiple positions. So that's part of the reason that the challenge was made as well. This first red card was trash. That is a Bad, it was really call. bad. Yeah. Screaming at my television. So overall, uh, not pleased with the ref's performance. Yeah, certainly not. Oh, yeah. Uh, going back to... It's worse. Yeah, it's... it's. But the thing is, the fire are playing on such fine margins right now. We scored a penalty goal mm-hmm. off of a... From a corner kick that was cleared out and then blasted back into the box... And I think several professionals would tell you, yeah, my arm would be in front of my junk as well. <laughs> like it's that's mm-hmm. I'm going to be yeah. that block with my arm anyway. There's just no time to react. And so th- the fire are not creating in the final third. And that's part of the reason that we just need these other pieces because it is not coming together. Fair enough. Disappointing loss, I would say, from the fire. Not ideal conditions. Well, difficulty with the refs, however, still a loss. It still mm-hmm. counts, but early in the season, chance to turn things around and the acquisition and the addition that we talked about near the beginning of the fire segment, hopefully will make a difference as well as Iroh coming in. Yep. Coming up yeah. next for the fire, next two games, Atlanta United FC, Saturday, May 7th, 5 p.m., and then Cincinnati FC, Saturday, May 14th at 7 p.m. at home, Soldier Field. And again, that game on the 14th is when we expect to see Hiro hit the field. Might not start, but might. Just make sure you're tuning in. Now we're switching gears here for our game of the week, moving over to the big leagues. The MLS is a big league too, but not one of the premier leagues, I would say. <laughs> Agree or disagree? Fight. We are not the Premier League yet. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, like, come on. (laughs) Yeah. And the game of the week that we chose for last week, 
is in the Premier League. It was West Ham versus Arsenal. This took place yesterday, Sunday, May 1st, 10.30 a.m. So late morning game. This would end up being a victory for Arsenal, two to one. Nobody likes that. Nope. Crushing. <laughs> Very yeah. They look pretty good, guys. <laughs> especially good. Chelsea, who's in third, and Arsenal is just creeping on up, getting closer and closer. We'll talk about that a little bit later. For now, Brady, as always, will you please break down these lineups for us? Both teams played in a 4 2 3 1. They played a little bit differently, but you're just seeing the same system go at each other. Lucas Fabianski in goal, starting with West Ham. Our defenders are Vladimir Kufal, Kurt Zuma, Ryan Fredericks, Aaron Cresswell. Then the midfield holding midfielders are Mark Noble and Declan Rice. Mark Noble appearance. Love him. Uh, Pablo Fornals, Manuel Lanzini, and Saeed Benrama in the attacking midfield spots. And then Jared Bowen at striker. For Arsenal's 4-2-3-1, we had Aaron Ramsdale on goal, made several great saves. Our back line mm-hmm. is Takahiro Tomiyasu, Rob Holding, Gabriel, and Nuno Tavares. The holding midfielders were Mohamed Elneny and Granit Xhaka. And then our attacking trio, Gabriel Martinelli, Martin Odegaard, Bukayo Saka, and then Eddie Nketiah led the line. Basically, the the main difference between the two teams was West Ham was trying to spread Arsenal out. They did a lot of big switches. They did a lot of crossing. And Arsenal stayed very compact in the midfield and were just better in critical situations, Mm. especially set pieces. So they West Hammed West Ham a little bit. Mm. Uh, Rob Holding scored his first ever Premier League goal. Yes, he did. And then, yeah, Arsenal scored another one with a different center back. And Arsenal yeah. used to never win games that way. And the fact that they are is a scary thought. That, that's like a huge sign because that's kind of when Liverpool started taking off again, when Van Dyke started putting them away and then mm-hmm. Matip was soon to follow. That That's a really good sign when, when, you're, when your front half of the team isn't scoring goals and you need to lock in and get a couple goals and set pieces on the road, especially like this one. Huge. That could be huge for them. Yeah, and it's just a piece that they haven't had in a while. And yeah, if they have both good attacking and it goes away for a game, it's a great thing to fall back to and not good for us as fans. (laughs) No, definitely not. Um, Rob Holding looks to be a man, (laughs) a beast. He manhandled his defender um, on that corner kick where it was uh, impressive. He's going to be good for a while. Yeah, he's good. Uh, I mean, Manuel Lancini is tiny compared to Rob. Yeah. So there is that. <laughs> I know. It was That was beautiful placement, though. You yeah. got to give him credit for yeah. that, too. After being really physical and creating that space, he he dropped it in there perfectly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a nice, nice touch. So, obviously, uh, this game is not the result that really anybody, except for Arsenal fans and who cares about them, were looking for. Um, <laughs> It was fun for the first half, though. I really like it when punchers are being traded, Mm -hmm. um, and that's what was going on in that first half. Shots and goals for both teams, um, but, yeah, not not a good end result. 
However, yeah, really like, I can't, I can't hate, I can't hate on Arsenal too much. Right. Yeah. They look pretty good. They do. they do look good. It was fun while they were relevant for five years. It was, you know, <laughs> didn't have to deal with Arsenal fans for a while. And now they're going to be crawling out. It's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a rough year next year, guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not looking forward to dealing with the fans either. However, I do have to kind of throw a little bit of respect Arsenal's way in terms of being as patient as, they, as they've been with Arteta and uh, the moves he's made for the team. Yeah, they've really allowed him to kind of stick with the team, bring in his players, make what he had imagined happen on the field. And now they're in that, you know, top four spot, almost qualified for the Champions League again. Uh, yeah, it, it is a bummer from my perspective as a fan of like a, another big four team, but it's yeah. also probably good for the Premier League that Arsenal is relevant again. Yeah, it does make North London derbies more fun, although yes. it used to be solely dominated by Arsenal, and I really would loathe if that came back. Um, but just, hey, that's coming up soon too, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. North London derby. I'll bring that up later, but that is... Um, <laughs> oh, I had it written down somewhere. You oh, Thursday, May 12th. So Arsenal have three very, very good attacking players in Saka, Odegaard, Martinelli, mm-hmm. and that doesn't yes. even include mm-hmm. Smith Rowe, who even got into this game and made some magic happen. He's one of those do something crazy players. Mm. You you do love those guys. Well, you need them. <laughs> you do. Fire could use one outside of Shakiri. <laughs> yes. So things are coming closer and closer to the end of the season in the EPL. Let us break down each of our respective teams. Brady, over to you first with Tottenham. Yes, so part of the reason we picked this game was because it had huge ramifications for Spurs' season, and now Spurs sit fifth behind Arsenal, who have a relatively easy cruise into the end of the season. Tottenham, meanwhile, play Liverpool next, which I'm not excited about. Like, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm excited to play because that, that's a fun one for us, but I am not confident except for the fact that we're now a counterattacking team and maybe we nick one from them. I don't know. I'm not confident. Yeah. At Anfield, get out of here. <laughs> Ooh. And then uh, Arsenal on Thursday, May 12th, which is huge. It's one of the biggest North London, London derbies in a while. So that's yeah. exciting. It's during a midweek, which is kind of strange. Yeah. Uh, but I'll find a way to watch it, I hope. I have no doubt you'll find a way to watch it, even if it's recording it and watching it like that night, if you do, if you are at work, but you work in the sports industry, so you'll know the score. So I do suppose I'll find a way to watch it. You might, might find (laughs) a way to watch it. Moving over to Chelsea. Very embarrassing loss to Everton. This past weekend, Oof. Everton is about to be relegated, most likely. Oof. Yeah, not not good. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty disappointed. Not mad, just really disappointed. <laughs> I mean, like this was uh, this was drawn up perfectly like to relegate Everton, and you guys blew it. Yeah, you they might have freaking saved blew themselves. it. Yeah, and it's going to be at the expense of Leeds, which makes me even more annoyed. So, <laughs> thanks. I don't I don't have anything to say at this moment other than I apologize on behalf of <laughs> the blues because that's it's really awful. 
looking ahead, Chelsea really needs to knock the crap off and win. Arsenal's three points behind them right now in the table. Tottenham is two more behind them. Like the, if they continue to play like this, they're going to lose their top four spot. They could slip out of the top five. That That'd would be, be crazy. wild. <laughs> that would be so wild. But at this point, I can't say that they don't deserve to have that happen because they they continually do not show up for games that they should easily win. And I don't know what it is. Uh, they just seem to kind of have a maybe like I don't want to say it, but they might be snake bit a little bit right now. Something's going on, and it's not good. Moving over to Liverpool, Dave. Uh, just just do it. Yeah, I've always got good things to say. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I paid for it first though. When I when I, I first joined the Liverpool squad, they were very disappointing. Which makes the Champions it, League, but it makes so. it harder for me because I can't be mad at you because I know you did oh, yeah. it the right way. You cheered for a horrible team, and now I would say they were horrible. They were never. Like, <laughs> yeah, you cheered for a horrible <laughs> team. It's not like the Cubs, like you know. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, close one versus Newcastle this week, but we locked up the three points, which was big. Uh, we beat Villarreal 2-0 at home, which I had really hoped for. So yeah. it was good. And honestly, it could have been more. Uh, Tiago almost drilled one from way out, but he hit the woodwork. It would have been stunning. And he's been really locked in. So provided he stays healthy, um, I think we're we're good to go in the Champions League. Obviously, Villarreal has been playing really good, and this is in Spain. But like Tiago's locked in. We rent we we rested a bunch of our starters this weekend against Newcastle, so like the top squad's going to be in, and they're going to be really well rested. So I'm feeling pretty confident about that. So hopefully, by the time this is released, we'll have qualified for the Champions League final. Ooh. We host Tottenham at Anfield Saturday. Um, I think Liverpool is going to win this one, but it, <laughs> Tottenham does make me nervous, uh, especially after watching the city game. They're obviously more than capable of um, winning a game if they their counterattacks locked in and Kane and Son are in tandem. So, and Liverpool have shown that they're vulnerable uh, on the back end. So, I'm not writing it off as a, a victory, but I'm writing it in I pen. Feel pretty good. It's two nothing Spurs. Let's go. Oh, I think it's going to be three to one <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> this is our sure. game of the week. We're just, I'm yeah. just trying to bring it back to Tottenham. Go <laughs> three to one. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, and then after that we have uh Chelsea versus Liverpool FA cup final. It's the perfect transition. Not often do I get the chance to say, that Liverpool gets to beat both other podcast host teams back to back weekends. Wow. Wow. Oh boy. Throws it out there. Mm. Ow. Which Dang. brings us to our. <laughs> you want to do it? You can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, I'll do it. it. Dave, do this it. is a Liverpool podcast now, bringing us to our game of the week. Oh, gosh. FA Cup final Chelsea versus Liverpool. Oh, Jesus. And we don't have this down. Saturday, May 14th, 10.45 a.m. And I'm going to go happens. first. Because I think Chelsea are a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Four to one, Liverpool. Oh, wow. Oh, four to one. 
Ooh. I think they're just going to steamroll them. You think that Chelsea are going to score three nothing Liverpool? Oof. I don't. I don't appreciate any of this. Wow, just aggressive. It turned on you very quickly. It did. Uh, and I need to. I'm. I'm not going to argue that Liverpool is going to win. I've had questionable faith in Chelsea for weeks. And uh, this last loss to Everton has really done it for me. I'm going to go. I think Chelsea will at least put up a fight because this game means something. Two to one, Liverpool. Is it going Can extra I just, time? What? It's not part of your prediction, but do you think it's going to go to extra time with that two to one? No. I no, don't. It'll be I think Liverpool 90. is going to win it in 90 minutes. Can I just be a Loons fan from now on? Is that? Sure. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> we made a big deal about you adopting a team within a season. You You're could like, uh, no. <laughs> jump ship what and it, become an Arsenal fan. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do that. No, that uh, oh, man. Don't even <laughs> provide that as an option. I, yeah, I, I, I do not want to do that. Uh, but the loons also lost this past weekend. So I don't, I don't know what to do anymore and I need to bandwagon. Actually, it's a hard life. I can't. It's a soccer life. <laughs> I will not bandwagon. I will stick with my teams, but this is very, very disappointing. And Hey, go out there, shock the world, Chelsea, win the FA cup, do it. Then we'll talk about how not important it is if that happens. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Liverpool podcast. <laughs> Liverpool podcast. Yeah, I didn't. Liverpool, you could tell they didn't really want to win. So, you know. They had better things to do. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, they no, set no. their starters. It is. It's, it's <laughs> more relevant this year because the quest for the quadruple is still alive. So it is true. huge. Yeah. It's true. Quick reminder the FA Cup takes place. May 14th, 10.45 a.m. We will not have an episode coming out next week. So that is your next game of the week. It's going to be a big one. We also have an honorary game of the week, which we would have covered if we had an episode coming out next week. Liverpool versus Tottenham, Saturday, May 7th, 1.45 p.m. This is almost as big as the FA Cup. Nah. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Just med my team. It's huge uh, for both teams. Both no, teams need three is, points. It's massive. Yeah. <laughs> we need it to keep top four alive. No, it is. It's it is a huge game, and it actually probably is bigger than the FA Cup final. But yeah, it is because it has so much implications for Europe and then the top of the, the table. So it is a big game. Yeah. Still hold it three to one Liverpool. It's at Anfield. It's gonna happen. Wow. Man. Brimming with confidence. Brimming with confidence. Dave, do you want to cover the other uh, big games happening this coming weekend? There's like there's so many big games coming up, but I just want to highlight mm-hmm. anything with Arsenal, Leeds, or Everton's huge. And Arsenal and Leeds are playing against each other. Everton's playing uh, Leicester City. Those games both happen on Sunday, May 8th. And I would just say, like, from this point out, pretty much every Premier League game with relegation or, uh, like, top seven implications is big at this point. Lots of different things can happen. The races are tight. Mm -hmm. Watch as much Premier League soccer as you can. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that episode, uh, after we discuss the FA Cup final, we'll probably be discussing the preview for the last week of the Premier League, that episode as well. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a fun one. Absolutely. All right. Closing thoughts. I'm ready to be done talking about <laughs> Premier League <laughs> soccer. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> we have a mailbag question. And I don't know the answer to it. So thank God you two are here. The question is, why are soccer kickoff times so specific? That is a great question, as I've noticed that. And the FA Cup final, 10.45 a.m. Why? Why? Who knows? The main response, TV. Broadcasters Ah. have to know for maximum dollars, get the maximum eyes at exactly the right time. Hmm. Uh, Some are even published like slightly uh, late. So you say like a 145 kickoff, you start TV coverage at 130. It forces people to come in and watch some pregame, get your ads out there, get your reads, get people more interested genuinely in the game by previewing it. And then you, everyone's at their screen by the time that kickoff happens. Okay. There are logistical reasons as well. So tournament group stage finales, for instance, they try and start those games exactly at the same time. So no one can be scoreboard watching and saying, okay, Mm -hmm. that team's losing by three goals. We only need to draw on this one. Okay, we're fine. Uh, Uh, So that prevents a little bit of that. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just we need to make sure that our two-hour time slot that we've got for this soccer game fits that soccer game in there. Um, You can see before the game, there are like basically stage managers or field managers that go out there and like pointing at the ref, like five, four, three. So it's very specific on purpose. And yeah, it's part of what makes soccer seem so smooth. So just goes from game to game to game because that's the plan. That's how it works. And yeah, that's why it's so specific. Thank you for the answer, Brady. Thank you. Jesse, for the mailbag question. A quick reminder before we close things out here, we are off next week. No episode next week. I know it is sad. Sometimes we need a break. We work hard bringing this product to you. Before we wrap up, though, Dave wants to provide you with a May game plan because yeah. when we come back, there's going to be a lot happening. Yeah, we kind of mapped out the rest of the month. Uh, so the main game plan that we've decided to go with uh, since we kind of had an opportunity to map it out and there's some really big games happening at this point, we're going to cover the uh, the recording on the, the 16th. We'll be discussing the FA Cup final and previewing the final Premier League games. We'll be recapping the final Premier League games and what happened as the table got wrapped up and then preview the Champions League final that following weekend. And then the episode recorded on the 30th uh, we'll be discussing the Champions League uh, final and just what's going to be going on in soccer this summer while we wait for club soccer to come back and don't have a World Cup to look forward to. But there are World Cup qualifications that we'll discuss. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Plenty coming up. Make sure you're tuning in May. It's a big, big month. As always, feel free to send us an email. Be like Jesse. Send in a question for us that we can help answer. WindyCityWingers.info at gmail.com. Brady and Dave are also available on social media. Brady, 
If our listeners want to reach out to you, where can they do that? They can find me on Elon Musk's Twitter at stat underscore bro and or Instagram at bradthebard13. And Dave, hit them with your social medias as well if our listeners want to reach out to you. We find on both Twitter and Instagram at windycity underscore Dave. Excellent. Thank you both. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. We love you all. Everybody, talk to you in two weeks. Dave, I can't believe you tried to meh my team. (laughs) 